Hello, my friends. Uh, as a church at Soul Survivor Watford, we're going through John's Gospel uh, in these days. And uh, today we come to a story that I'm reading it in the wrong place. This is, this is meant to be the Palm Sunday reading, but uh, it's come up now. And Jesus uh, has just raised Lazarus from the dead. And Mary, his sister, has just poured an expensive jar of perfume all over him. And the fragrance of the perfume filled the room. And the very next thing that happens in John chapter 12 is that uh, Jesus makes a triumphal entry, it's called, into Jerusalem. And uh, I want to paraphrase it. If you want to read it, it would be good if you could read it. It begins at verse 12 of John 12. And uh, uh, as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, the crowds, uh, there's two sets of crowds. One set of crowds came with him because they saw, they were with him when he raised Lazarus from the dead. And another set of crowd, uh, a whole bunch of them came out from Jerusalem because they'd heard rumours that he'd raised Lazarus from the dead and they wanted to see him. And they tore palm branches from the trees and they waved them in front of him. And Jesus came in sitting on a donkey. And um, I just want to look a little bit about that. Uh, the crowd were shouting, uh, Hosanna, and that means God saves. And then they were quoting um, uh, from Psalm 118, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And Psalm 118 was a psalm that was recited uh, uh, when the king had won a great victory. And uh, they were longing for a king. They were longing for someone to deliver them from the Romans. And some of them came to greet Jesus and they came to greet him because they'd heard rumours that he'd raised Lazarus from the dead. They, they were there as spectators. They were there as tourists. Let's come and see what he's like. And they were there because of maybe a, a little bit of a hype in the crowd. Everyone else is going, I'll go as well. Then there were many, many others who went because they were hoping that he was going to be the conquering king. They came to greet the triumphal king uh, uh, in, in the line of David who was going to rescue them from the Romans. And then there were others who came because they had been with Jesus and they knew him. And uh, uh, the ones that came as spectators, the ones that came as tourists, the ones that came because of the hype, you know, they were probably the ones the next week that were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And then the ones that tore the palm branches. When you tore palm branches, um, of trees and you, in those days and you you waved them it was it was a sign that you were greeting a conquering king they used those branches um, in the feast of the tabernacles to go round and round um, the holy of holies and it was it was it was a greeting for a conquering king but Jesus didn't come as a conquering king a conquering king would come sitting on a proper horse when the king came sitting on a horse, he came to conquer, he came to win a war. But when he chose to sit on a donkey in those days, he came to bring peace and they didn't understand. They thought he came to win a war physically and they didn't get that he came 
to be the Prince of Peace. And they misunderstood him. And probably many of those in their disillusionment the following week were crying, crucify him, crucify him. And then, just a few verses later on, Jesus says something very interesting. Uh, uh, some Greeks, of course Greeks, who else would it be, said we want to see Jesus. And Philip and Andrew went and told him. And then in verse 23 we read, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now that phrase, Son of Man, would have been known by the Jews. And it came from the book of Daniel as someone who was going to uh, bring victory to the people of Israel. He, they were looking for a Son of Man who was going to overthrow the, the successors to the Babylonians and the Assyrians and all the others who were terrible conquerors. And then he says, now's the time for the Son of Man to be glorified when they heard him say that they'd have thought that's it that's it that's it he's going to defeat the romans and then he says very truly i tell you unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces much fruit and that would have confused everybody you see he was saying when he was saying now's the time to be glorified, what he meant was now's the time to be crucified. And you would never in a million years associate being glorified. Glory belongs to the conquering king, to the winners of the, of the Champions League, to the winner of Wimbledon. Being glorified is about winners, not being crucified as a common criminal. And then he says... The way I'm going to win this war is by giving my life, giving up my life. And then he says, anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. Anyone who wants to gain his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life, who gives up his life, will gain it. And those things are so, so true for us today. And I believe that there's a warning in this. You know, let's, let's not... If, if you're a leader, if you're a church leader, please stop trying to attract people by hype. Please stop trying to attract people by, by, by great promises and, and huge publicity and, hey, we've we got a great successful thing going here because you'll attract tourists. You'll attract people who will always stay on the fringe. And then when trouble comes, when the next COVID comes, they'll disappear just like a number have disappeared now. And uh, don't be in the crowd looking for a sensation when you're looking for Jesus. And don't be in a crowd looking for someone that's simply going to meet what you think are your needs. He's going to conquer my enemies. He's going to defeat them. He's going to make life perfect for me. Look for a Jesus who is glorified when he is crucified. Look for a Jesus who, who came to die so that we might live and then become a follower of Jesus. Become somebody who will give up your life. Personal ambition, selfish ambition, wanting, wanting to, to get it all for me does not change the world. The people who have changed the world are always the people 
who have given up their lives, who have sacrificed, who have, who have given up their preferences for a greater cause. And we live not for a greater cause, but for a greater God. Put him on the throne. He is on the throne. Acknowledge him as the one on the throne of your life. And let us, if we are followers of Jesus, the one who raised Lazarus from the dead, let's be like Mary. Let's pour out the most expensive things we have as sacrifice for him, as worship for him. Let our selfish personal ambition fall to the ground and die, that we might gain life, that we might gain true victory, that God might use us in his kingdom to change the world. The God who came riding into Jerusalem, not on a horse of triumph, but on the donkey that represents peace. He came to be glorified by being crucified. Let us follow him and let us live for the one who loves us and gave everything for us. God bless you.